you know, I'm pretty sure that continuing to expose myself to this much heads-on and flying trains is probably a violation of the Geneva Convention. Also, this whole I don't speak Japanese joke is getting a little stale, I think. So what I'm going to do, what I do for you people, I'm going to sit and watch six hours of this stuff all in one afternoon, and I'm going to tell you what I think all in a row. Here we go. One of the headmasters doesn't go on the mission to the battle for the defense of the false planet, presumably for reasons of grammatical solidarity, so he gets stuck on the team with Daniel, Wheelie, and RC. But then he learns some kind of valuable lesson, so he never has to endure that living hell again. Also, there's a robot puppy of some kind. Shouldn't they have been trying to do that for 20 weeks now? Daniel is taken hostage at knife point by some jackasses on a planet somewhere. The Decepticons team up with the planet's corrupt ruling class, and there are a lot of corpses. And another puppy, whom Daniel watches die on a table. Ah, oh, friendship! I don't want to watch a show about giant robots in a space war to see friendship. The flying train meets a pink warrior chick on a giant bird who leads them to her magic village under the waterfall. I think Daniel and Wheelie might both be in love with her, which just raises more questions than it answers. And I think this is the first appearance of the Sparkabots, who are pretty much just as lame as they sound. The Decepticon clones, Pounce and Wingspan, show up with half a skull pendant thing, probably a treasure map or something. And the Autobot clones, Fast Lane and Cloud Raker, that's Raker, have the other half. And they find a pirate ship in space, a literal ship with sails. Something happens with a temple and a thing that can destroy the Earth, and Daniel shoots Soundwave, which frankly is bullshit. Jeez, spoilers. For what should be a super eventful episode, very little happens in this one. I mean, yeah, Ultra Magnus dies, but not in a way that merits the two exclamation points that were on my old videotape labels. They bury him in a coffin full of flowers, like robots do. I think the secret of this show is that the more descriptive the title is, the less stuff happens in the actual episode. Oh, there's, uh... Is that Japanese Unicron? That looks terrible. What with the Emperor of Destruction vanishing on an iceberg and all, Scorponok takes over as leader of the Decepticons. Something is happening with the core of the Earth, which at this point is a pleasant throwback to about 40 G1 episodes. Spike nearly dies in a fight sequence, leading me to wonder if he's the eye in the title who risks his life for Earth. Then Fortress Maximus heals him with magic head powers. Oh right, the Target Masters! We're three quarters of the way through the series and they've decided to introduce the other half of this toy line. Our titular characters are introduced in a scene with Wheelie and Daniel that takes approximately 900 minutes to unfold. Seriously, this episode wouldn't have to be a two-parter if they just moved it along a little. The Target Masters stand around being the Target Masters for a while, which doesn't seem very miraculous to me. We meet some other little dude named, as far as I can tell, Jack, which isn't actually the worst Transformers name I've heard, honestly. Jack is brainwashed by the Decepticons, forcing Chrome Dome to shoot a hole in him. I guess this is meant to be sad, so, uh, boo-hoo, I suppose? Oh no, not the Master Sword! The Master Sword is my favorite! Yeah, I have no idea what that is or why I should care that it's in danger. This is the episode where we learn that Daniel has to vacuum Autobot headquarters. Presumably is revenge for all the Roombas that humanity has enslaved. Also, Wheelie is taken hostage, which, amazingly, has never happened before. Apparently he's being ransomed for a giant diskette, lest we forget that this is 1988. Oh, and we meet the Duocons, who are like two halves of a Decepticon that combine into one, which is about as cool as it sounds. The Decepticons are, I think, building an ultimate weapon out of rocks. 
I can only assume this is the Zarek shield and it's going to somehow turn the tide. That's kind of a strange operation to suddenly be considering. I think I may have fallen asleep during this one, but I'm pretty sure they didn't destroy any Decepticons, much less all of them. There's that word friend again. I thought Sixshot was supposed to be a badass lone wolf ninja dude, but he and Daniel are stranded on a planet together and suddenly they're BFF. Maybe one or both of them had amnesia? I would not put it past this show. They see a rainbow together and fight rock monsters side by side. If there's a better definition of BFF, I don't know it. A duel happens. On an asteroid. This seems like one of those one-on-one -on -one battles that Megatron was always trying to lure Optimus Prime into, only it's between Sixshot and Chrome Dome for some reason. I guess Chrome Dome is the leader on this show? I'm basing this on the fact that people are constantly saying his name, which maybe actually makes him the poochie of this show. Whenever he's not on screen, all the other characters are asking, where's Chrome Dome? Also, somebody plants a bomb. Somebody's always planting a bomb. Sixshot apparently dies, which makes Daniel sad because of the aforementioned BFF thing. The Decepticons go back to doing what they do best, launching satellites and building pylons. And for some reason, sinking a whole lot of boats. Like they got two of their big guns, Bruticus and Predaking, to sink a cruise ship for some reason. All part of the master plan, one assumes. This episode also marked the point at which I actually yelled, Shut up, Wheelie! Just shut your mouth! at the television. More pylons and boats, more big fights. Actually, in keeping with the fact that it's a big series finale, there's a fuck ton of big fights. But Fortress Maximus and Scorponok still can't get it together with this, their final chance. Seriously, it looks like they're trying to have a tickle fight. Ridiculous. The big plan is defeated, Galvatron doesn't come back like I was sure he would, and the Headmasters bugger off into space in a tearful goodbye with Daniel, whom I just realized has been the main character of this entire series. He's also the worst, but we all knew that a long time ago. So there you have it. 35 episodes of modestly batshit insanity. I want real batshit. You guys know me. You know what I like. I like hypnotic nightclubs forcing construction workers to fight breakdancers. And I just didn't get that here. And I don't think I'm going to get it from any other Transformers series. Where am I going to find a show that does insane things like that, that's in English, where people don't take their heads off very much? Huh.